Hello, and welcome to today's edition of the fight against COVID-19, What's Really Going On, a CGTN radio podcast that brings you everything you need to know about the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Yu Tianyu. In this edition, we will look at how people are preparing for the Chinese New Year in the wake of COVID infections in the country. Chinese residents are busy with their New Year shopping. Chen Tong visited Shanghai's city center to see how locals are preparing for the Year of the Rabbit. Red lanterns and the rabbit. Spring festival decorations are all around the corner. The Huaihai Road is one of the most crowded commercial areas in Shanghai, where time-honored brands and fashion labels all gathering here, all of them ready to welcome the Year of the Rabbit. Long queues out at grocery store. Shanghai residents are buying pickles, sausages, and of course, white rabbit candies for the Year of the Rabbit. White rabbit is the local Shanghai specialty. I also bought this shrimp roll soy sauce, which is the specialty of the store, and some dry goods to eat during the Spring Festival. I bought salt meat, ham, and many other snacks to enjoy with my family. Sales at the grocery have jumped substantially in the past few weeks. Customers coming to the store have doubled since the end of December. Our counter for pickles and sauces has rebounded the fattest. You can see the queues are very long. Our sales come in at over 40,000 yuan a day, compared with only some 10,000 in the middle of December. Across the road is another store with long lines of customers. Here, people are purchasing semi-finished meals for their family reunion dinners. Customers often come to buy a treasure rice pudding, glutinous rice balls. Egg dumplings and shrimp balls. They eat them on normal days, but they buy more for their spring festival food stocks. Shopping malls along the Huaihai Road have also launched marketing promotions, sending out gifts to warm up for the arrival of the Lunar New Year. That was Chen Tong reporting in Shanghai. Food is one of the most important parts of Chinese New Year celebrations. Guo Tianqi joined a village banquet in Sichuan Province to welcome the Spring Festival. It's the most important time of the year in the Chinese calendar, and one of the most important traditions: food. Every dish here has a special meaning. In Sichuan, pork, chicken, duck, and fish are must-haves on the table. The word "fish," for example, sounds very similar to surplus in Chinese, so it represents good wishes for the next year. Some dishes are steamed in a bowl and served upside down on a plate. The round shape symbolizing a family reunited. This year, our family is the first amongst our relatives to host a banquet. I prepared some simple meals at home. From now on, we will start to visit different relatives, enjoy banquets until the Spring Festival. But traditional Sichuan cuisine is not simple at all. To satisfy more than 70 relatives, the family will need to start preparing ingredients one day in advance. The cured meat was made a month ago. Some of the recipes are so complicated they take more than 20 steps, so they were traditionally only available during the holidays. Tian Gang is the chef this year. He just returned home yesterday. I am 24 years old. I started preparing the reunion banquet for my family when I was 16. It has been 80 years. I'm very happy to see that they enjoy my food. Most people only come back during the Spring Festival, and we only see each other once a year. I really enjoy this atmosphere. 
The sound of firecrackers means that the banquet is ready to be served. A family reunion during the Spring Festival is an important celebration in China, as the young Chinese have returned from the cities to their hometowns, and the delicious food are a very comforting setting for them, as they've struggled for a whole year and have lived far away from their homes. As livelihoods improve, many traditional foods are no longer only available during the Spring Festival. But taking time and effort to cook for a whole family is still the best way to express love. That was Guo Tianqi reporting in Sichuan. Authorities are carrying out food safety inspections to keep people healthy during the New Year festivities. Liu Siray followed Inspector Wang Peiling from Haidian District Market Regulation to a restaurant in Beijing. It's peak time for this restaurant. And Officer Wang is beginning his inspection. With just a week to go until China's Spring Festival, venues can expect to get busier and busier with celebrating customers and making sure food is prepared in hygienic conditions is at the top of Wang's agenda. We take every step of food processing seriously. When we find problems, we will instruct them immediately about how to make improvements. For some restaurants, our inspections and instructions give them a hard time. But in recent years, more and more of them want to know what to do voluntarily. In this process, our job is more like helping than to checking. As in most restaurants, keeping utensils clean poses a constant challenge. As for the customers, we are always their rock. We hope they will trust us, and when they are in trouble, they will think of us immediately for help. Wang hopes that by doing his job meticulously, dining out will be a healthy and hygienic experience for more people this Spring Festival. That was Lu Siray reporting. Beijing Daxing International Airport has resumed international passenger flights after China optimized COVID-19 prevention and control policies. Several airlines, including China Southern, China Eastern, and Capital Airlines, resumed international passenger flights via the airport. Jai Pengfei is the deputy manager of the operational department with China Southern Airlines. China Southern Airlines has officially resumed flights between Beijing's Daxin International Airport and Hong Kong. There will be three round-trip flights in a week on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. In terms of long-distance flights, we've been actively preparing for routes connecting Daxin International with Amsterdam and with Istanbul. These routes are scheduled to be put into operation in late summer or early autumn. The airport has also resumed the international flight transit service and the 144-hour visa-free transit policy in the Beijing-Tianjin-Hebei area. From March 2020, Daxing Airport transferred its international flights to Beijing Capital International Airport as part of the city's arrangement for COVID-19 prevention and control. As China reopens its border after three long years, hopes are high in Thailand of a return of the tourist boom times. Vijicha Duandi reports from Bangkok. For street traders around Bangkok's biggest mall, recovery from the pandemic years is incomplete until Thailand's missing visitors from China are back in full. As the Lunar New Year approaches, Sumpong, a street-side fruit seller, says the long-awaited economic boost brought by Chinese tourists is finally at hand. <laughs> It's good to know that the Chinese tourists are coming back because they spend money. 
It boosts our economy, and besides, they used to love buying my dates. Thailand welcomed back the first batch of Chinese visitors on January the ninth. Authorities hope to welcome tens of thousands more over coming days. It's a drop in the ocean compared to the 10 million Chinese tourists who flocked to Thailand before the pandemic, but it's a cause for hope for a tourist sector which brings in billions of dollars each year. At a floating market in Pattaya, a resort town popular with Chinese tour groups, manager Wan Anson says they had 10,000 visitors a day before the pandemic. The majority from China. If we can get 40% of the numbers of Chinese tourists we used to bring in, we'll be happy. We expect the way Chinese tourists travel will change, but we'll have to wait and see exactly how. Still, we've received a lot of inquiries, initiating new contracts with agencies, so we're ready to receive them. Across the road. The optimism is echoed by staff at the Tiger Park. Manager Patani Lipinit says the Lunar New Year later this month should see the tills fill up again after three long, painful years with few customers, but scores of hungry big cats to feed. It's great news that China is reopening its borders, so businesses here can be bustling like the old days again. For now, it may be a gradual return rather than a flood for Thailand's biggest visitors, but China's reopening is a cause for celebration across the kingdom, which needs its tourists. That was Vijicha Duandi reporting from Pattaya, Thailand. Elsewhere in the world, coronavirus variant XBB 1.5 is spreading rapidly throughout the United States. The Omicron subvariant made up nearly one third of COVID cases nationwide by the end of last week. The World Health Organization says XBB 1.5 is the most transmissible form of Omicron yet. Caroline Malone reports from Washington. As the United States enters its third full COVID winter, in some parts of the country, the medical system is creaking under the strain. Now it's bracing for the spread of the most transmissible strain so far. Dr. Valda Crowder is director of emergency medicine at Community General Hospital at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. She says that so far they have things under control. Because we have a very high percentage of our population that at least have the original vaccine, I'm not seeing folks go to the ICU.、Um, we are seeing patients come to the emergency department. They're fairly sick. Um, some of them are having、um, problems with their kidneys,、um, decreasing their kidney function,、um, a lot of generalized weakness, dehydration,、um, a lot of clotting, whether or not it's strokes or pulmonary embolisms, those sorts of things. So people are still sick. I'm just not necessarily seeing what we were seeing before,、um, which was,、um, you know, really inundating the ICU. In fact, the World Health Organization says that so far there's no data indicating that the Omicron XBB 1.5 subvariant makes people more sick, but it is rapidly becoming dominant in the United States. Scientists believe it's because it's better at binding to human cells and adept at evading immunity. Dr. Peter Hotez is an infectious disease expert at Baylor College of Medicine. It can escape some of the vaccines, especially if you've not gotten that bivalent booster. 
Dr Crowder says she hopes the lessons have been learned from previous outbreaks. We really need to keep our public health um, structures and infrastructure in place and pay for that um, because that actually tells us which variant is coming. She also says that we've learned what works to combat the virus. Vaccinations, avoiding crowded, poorly ventilated places, testing before gathering and wearing a mask. That guidance doesn't change whatever the variant. That was Caroline Malone reporting from Washington. With that, we end this episode of The Fight Against COVID-19, What's Really Going On. Subscribe to our podcast for another episode filled with facts, stories, and opinions concerning the global battle against the novel coronavirus. For more detailed stories about the pandemic, visit radio.cgtn.com or listen to our current affairs program, The Beijing Hour, online. Drop us a line on our podcast so we can provide you with even more content that interests you. I'm Yu Tianyu. Thanks for listening.